Welcome to the You Are Infinitely Loved podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Koos. We believe that loving yourself is the key to transforming every aspect of your life. And it's our hope that these conversations bring you one step closer towards embracing this truth. Hello, and welcome to another episode of You Are Infinitely Loved. Today, we are looking at the ways in which we nurture ourselves in ways that we do not. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we had decided that at the top of this episode, we are going to each confess (laughs) to our... Our own form of binging, which has been really nurturing for us. So, Lindsay, do you want to go first or do you want me to? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my word. I feel like I have been a sugar freak lately. Oh, my word. (laughs) I usually really love sugar anyways, but I find myself eating candy that I used to eat as a child. Mm. Uh, Right now, my number one favorite is the Hershey's with almonds and I am putting back a bar a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When we were talking about this earlier, we noticed like, this is quite, it seems to be a pattern that people are not only kind of reaching to food, which I think is a really normal coping mechanism that so many of us use and sugar, but we really are going back to these foods from our childhood, like almost this Mm -hmm. sense of nostalgia and of nurturing and, uh, I certainly have also been guilty of that. I've been baking and I haven't baked since I was about 10. So <laughs> goes to show you what happens in, in quarantine. Well, <laughs> that's weird. Have you been baking at all? <laughs> yeah. I mean, something that I did when I used to be an eight-year-old. Stop it. Kid. <laughs> no, actually, I have been baking a lot. I've been baking a lot of sourdough bread. Yeah, And it was never something I grew up doing. So I can't really relate to like childhood thing. <laughs> Maybe you know, let's talk less about the childhood factor and more about the Control. amount of sourdough bread you have been baking. How many loaves have yeah. you made? Coos, how many loaves? <laughs> I have baked 18 loaves of sourdough bread <laughs> over the past four weekends. So that's like three days every week i love it and are there 18 people in your family that you're locked down with yeah i have 18 (laughs) stomachs you know i cannot complain that that this is his way of coping i am benefiting greatly but also the sheer quantity of bread that is in our house is pretty hysterical well we've been giving them away yes we have been giving them away but i do think just that much bread and Koo's claiming he's not stressed is what's cracking me up. <laughs> I also think when you think about foods that are nurturing, I think bread is. It's one of those real, like, staples. Mm-hmm. It's such a comforting food. Like, and the idea of baking bread, I think that's a real, that definitely says nurture to me. And don't you feel like the whole system of it, the ritual, I, yeah, the steps? Yeah, I feel like. I have been really into baking bread because I have some sense of control. (laughs) I know if I do this step at a certain time with certain formula and then do the next step at the next, you know, whatever, it will turn out fine. Mm. That's my way of, of, you know, getting control back in my life. I love it. Whoa, Kush just took it deep. (laughs) 
he did. I'm just thinking about having warm bread with butter melted into it. I'm like, mmm, do you have some good quality unsalted, no, salted I butter? I mean, I gotta <laughs> say, the bread just got better and better every weekend. Uh, just ask Lindsay. It's true. It's true. But I do feel like I notice he puts his timer on. He makes sure the exact time he's doing the exact step. And so just create order where there's a lack of order in our day-to-day is interesting. Mm. I think a lot of people are doing similar things. Yeah. I think that need for control is really, really strong mm-hmm. in such an uncertain time. Makes perfect sense. Structure and order. Um, oh my gosh. Fits the bill. Yeah. Now, Sam, your turn. <laughs> what would you like to confess to our dear listeners that yeah. you've been binging on? What are, what are you claiming control over? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, when I first got back to Australia and I was in self-isolation and I just didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to, you know, process my emotions, think about it, journal, meditate, any of the things that we talk about on this show. I was like, no, I don't want to do any of that. (laughs) And I had this overwhelming urge to watch go back to my teenage days and watch Dawson's Creek (laughs) which can I just say was like my favorite show as a teenager I lived through that show it's actually quite scary the impact that it had on my life and I used to journal after every episode and like those characters became like friends of mine really which seems so bizarre to say but I think that's why I really wanted I didn't want to watch I wanted to watch a show where I felt completely comforted where I felt like I knew the people where I knew what was going to happen I knew how it ended and it was like this incredible nostalgia and I think for me television growing up really was my form of nurture it really was a friend amidst some pretty stressful and chaotic times in my household and I would turn the TV on and be comforted by those characters and Dawson's Creek Creek peeps is the, it's the reason why I studied film and television. It literally was why I did that degree. It's why the first decade of my life was spent in television was because of that show. And so I managed to watch all six seasons and seasons back then they were 24 episodes so I'm talking like 130 episodes of this show (laughs) that I watched in a two-week period (laughs) I love it so this episode is being dedicated to Pacey (laughs) Pacey if you're out there this one's for you oh my goodness what a dream imagine if he was listening Well, I think uh, even though we are joking about our confessions, um, they're not really things that we feel guilty or ashamed of, but it is interesting just noticing what is it that we're reaching out for to give us the comfort and kind of stability and rhythm and pattern um, that we are missing in our normal life. Mm. And so it's interesting to me, I've talked to a lot of people and the food thing is very interesting. Eating foods from childhood has been like a thing. It's so fascinating to me. But recreating what was comforting as a child seems to be a theme. Yeah. It's really interesting how more than one, you know, I've had several people talk to me about, let me think, um, 
I have one friend who has been doing a lot of exercise videos that she did as a kid, like the Cindy Crawford. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. She looked up on YouTube and that was just kind of a fun way for her to work out, to feel like she knew what to expect. It was kind of funny. It was nostalgic for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Even I revisited some music, but like from teenage days that I haven't listened to in forever. Like I'm talking like No Doubt and Green Day and all these like, again, bands from my teenage years that it's Mm -hmm. been 20 years since I've listened to those albums. And I was like, I'm going to listen to this. Coos has been dressing up like a Backstreet Boy for weeks now. (laughs) Yeah, Nick. Oh, my word. We're having too much fun. So I think I kind of want to look at when does kind of I'm using the word binge lightly. But when do these things become a problem? Mm. You know, when does our coping actually become um, detrimental to our overall like mental health Mm. and our well-being? Mm. And, you know, one of my friends, Katie Coyle, who we've had on the show before, we talked a lot about how when you have kids that are really little, your marriage just kind of takes a backseat. And during that time, you're just trying to like keep the kids alive. It's just, you know, constant, Mm. 100% of the time, focus on kids. And she kind of noticed that if your marriage stays that way, when your kids get older and these patterns that you've created stick, um, they're no longer coping patterns. They're just your marriage. They're just your life now. Mm. And so I think I always have that in the back of my head of it's totally fine to cope and to have a schedule that helps us to cope, but... They're only meant to be coping mm. skills, coping you know, mechanisms for a time period. They're not meant to be the thing you do for the rest of your life to be okay. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think it's all about really knowing yourself and knowing your own pace, because I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. I don't think there's an amount of time that's acceptable. And then suddenly past that point, it becomes like something shameful or anything like that. But I think it's about knowing exactly what you said. This is, it's the, all of these things are really great for a period of time when you need to cope, but just knowing what your own balance is and where that becomes self-destructive or maybe really indulgent and too much. And so it's things like being aware, are you someone, maybe you are someone that doesn't give yourself a lot of time to indulge in anything and you're that person that you know you get upset about something and you're like you know what I'm just gonna let myself be upset for two hours and then it's over like if you are this person that doesn't give yourself a lot of time then maybe you right now you are you can take some more time right but if you are Mm -hmm. someone that has the tendency of taking things too far and wallowing and really letting things drag on past the point that they need to then maybe it's about, again, just being aware that that's your tendency and how can you just be a little bit more balanced. So I think mm-hmm. it's super personal. Like for me, I was perfectly okay with like realizing, hey, you know, I'm just going to watch this until I've watched every episode. And for me, luckily, it only took me two weeks. And I think, again, God, that uh, this show did not is not currently in syndication. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? Like where that could have become a really unhealthy coping mechanism was if at the end of that show I went, okay, what's the next show? And I was still mm-hmm. binging hours of TV every day. Like that. Oh, you don't do that? <laughs> no, I haven't watched anything. 
anything since that finished about 10 days ago now. Well, I, I have some recommendations. I'm TV free. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. I think right here the key though is to be really self-aware. Mm. And it's hard to be self-aware when we're just wanting comfort. Mm. We're just wanting to check out. The last thing we want to do is to to be responsible, you know, mm-hmm. to really think about how do I feel? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Is this what I'm consciously choosing to do? Mm-hmm. And so again, it's just saying it's okay to take a break and a pause from life and to do the thing that makes us feel good. Yeah. It's maybe not okay if this ends up being your day-to-day, every day, taking over parts of your life that are important to you, not aligned with your values thing. Yeah. And I think it's, again, that balance of taking care of your present self and your future self. And there needs to be room for both. And so right now we've been thrown into such a bizarre world that I think people have really turned to these coping mechanisms, which are really necessary to take care of your present self. But when that coping mechanism becomes something that is becoming problematic for your future self, Mm -hmm. that's where you can maybe say, okay, what's another thing I can do to nurture myself, to comfort myself, to meet my emotional need that isn't at the expense of my future self? Totally. Absolutely. And I think even noticing what is the thing that you're using, what feeling does it give you? Yeah. You know, what, what feeling are you actually trying to gain by doing the behavior Mm. that gives us comfort? Yeah. That's a super powerful tool. And I use it a lot in my work is this idea of identifying exactly as you say, identifying the feeling. And then when you are not in that kind of, when you are in a pleasant feeling state is to create a list of what are all of the things that also make you feel that way. So if the feeling that you're going for is a feeling of comfort, then writing down, okay, what are all of the people, places, sounds, smells, activities, things that bring me comfort? Or maybe what you're seeking is safety. So what are all of those things that make you feel safe? Or maybe it's a feeling of groundedness because your whole world feels up in the air. So it's really trying to get clear on, to your point, what is that feeling that you're getting from that coping mechanism? And how could you generate that feeling in a variety of ways so that now you have options up your sleeve? Yeah, I think noticing what you're avoiding as well. That's the painful part of it. The flip side of this is um, I don't want to, I want to avoid reality. (laughs) I want to avoid the pain of uncertainty. I want to avoid the pain of the situation I'm in. Yeah. The reason we cope is to mitigate pain. Yeah. And of course that makes sense. Of course you want to do that. And so is there a different way to mitigate that pain that will serve you better in the future? Yeah. So I'm noticing this week, I was talking to Coos earlier today about, okay, I'm going to take a pause on the the candy. I'm just going to take a moment to step away from it. Um, Not because I think candy is bad or I don't enjoy it and never want to enjoy it in the future. I'm trying really hard to stay away from that you know, shaming food talk that is so detrimental, but I'm trying to say, you know, I'm not sleeping that great. Mm. My skin's not doing great. Uh, Could be related. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? You know, throwing it out there. But I want to feel that same amount of comfort that sugar gives me. Mm -hmm. But is there a different way that I can feel comforted? Yeah. 
And, you know, I've noticed some of the things that always comfort me, that nurture me, um, I've been neglecting. For instance, I'm a big reader and I just have not been able to read. Mm. It just feels like a mental strain that has normally been a really relaxing, positive thing for me that I really love to read has become like drudgery, like, oh, I should read a book. Mm. And so instead of noticing like, well, I sh- what should I do? I should be doing these things. I'm going to invite myself into figuring out what would give me that comfort that maybe would serve my health. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a nap. Future Lindsay, <laughs> future Lindsay is like, take some naps and go on some walks because that's really been yeah. filling me up lately. Yeah. And the interesting thing when we're talking about using sugar as a form of comfort or nurturing ourselves mm-hmm. is that sugar is a tricky one because it might start as we are turning to this thing because it makes us feel comfort and that's what we're going mm-hmm. for. But sugar also, you know, on a physiological level is giving you a lot of energy. And so very often the other feeling that people are experiencing right now and escaping through sugar is just a feeling of exhaustion. And a hundred percent. Yes. And so also knowing, okay, yeah, you could absolutely be reaching for comfort, but is it also that, you're tired (laughs) and that you need to sleep, you know, because very often when we're wanting more sugar, there's a huge component of that that's physiological and it's us craving energy because Mm -hmm. all of that, like we talked about in the last episode, there's just so much energy being used through emotional processing and uncertainty and trauma and everything that the world is experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the reality is, for me, I'm now got two kids at home full time. I'm working from home using telehealth, which is exhausting to me. Mm. It limits my ability to read the room. So it makes things a little trickier for me. Yeah. I'm grateful for it for sure. But also it's a new thing to learn. And so I don't have time necessarily to take these long, luxurious naps. I do try to take a short one every day. Mm. But the quick relief is the sugar, quick sugar and caffeine. And I'll be back. I'll be back at it. Yeah. For me, a huge thing that I've been using a lot lately has been coffee. And, you know, I, it was something I've had an interesting relationship with coffee throughout my life, but I've come off it for periods of time. And from October up until March was another time where I didn't have any coffee for that five months or six months or whatever it was. And I've been having a lot of coffee recently And so again, it is that aspect of, it's something that I find really nurturing. I really love it. It's quite a ritual, but also now. What coffee do you order at the coffee shop? By chance, is it a flat wood? Lindsay's attempt at mocking my accent. Yeah, I like a good flat white. (laughs) Flat wood. Flat white. Flat white. (laughs) But um, I heard Sam ordering this the other day at a coffee shop when we were doing our walk and talk. And it made me laugh. But here's the perfect example, right, of something tipping and becoming maybe not so great is that now I'm noticing not only an effect on my energy, but I actually have, um, without getting too graphic, I have ulcers. And when I looked up what's the cause of what is a possible cause of ulcers, a huge cause of it is coffee. And I was like, oh, <laughs> isn't that interesting? So it's like, oh, cause isn't, isn't it stress? Maybe the stress of uprooting your life overnight to go to a new country. I mean, could that, could that have anything to do with that? 
<laughs> could be. So yeah, it is. You can um, edit that out, Sam. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, it's all about figuring out when, where's that tipping point for you. Mm-hmm. And again, that non-judgmental um, curiosity. Yeah. You know, as opposed to the I should or I shouldn't be. Instead, it's like, oh, isn't that interesting that mm. I've been coping in that way? Yeah. I love using the word, isn't that fascinating? Isn't that interesting? Mm. Because it really takes the heat off of the judgment. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that I've been using sugar to cope and to give me energy when I've been feeling so drained? Mm. I'm curious what else would, would give me that energy. Mm. Is the great way to reframe that. You know, isn't it interesting that I've been baking 18 loaves of sourdough <laughs> bread? Um, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> I wonder if that's something that I should stop after all. Oh no! All things done. <laughs> I'm very happy with this uh, way that you relieve your stress. <laughs> Keep at it. <laughs> what would be interesting is to see whether what else could he make for you, Lindsay? Well, I've been looking into making focaccia bread. <laughs> Fantastic! <laughs> all the bread, all the bread. Yeah. You know, I want to say though. Our tendency is to hear this stuff and to feel shame for what we're doing, quote unquote, wrong. Mm. What we're doing um, that isn't prime, optimum, like robot self, you know? You know that watching however many hours of TV is not good for you on a daily basis. You are really (laughs) careful with your TV. I know that about you. Yes. Koos knows that if he were to bake bread all day long, every day, and not be a dad or go to work that'd be that'd be a problem (laughs) i know that if i only ate sugar my whole body would just shut down and erupt with sadness but we get to have these things Mm. we get to have the moment and we get to kind of enjoy them or or check out or whatever we need to do for the moment that is so okay if tomorrow you decide to pick up a new episode of something (laughs) and go to town that would be fine well i mean you know it really is you did tell me joshua jackson has a new show i mean i don't know why (laughs) there it is Casey's back (laughs) no but to notice though it's a hundred percent okay and healthy even to have these ways to step out of reality Mm. it is so hard to be alive right now yeah it is really challenging emotionally and physically and mind body soul is all being impacted by this craziness and so I think that you know if we're walking into these coping mechanisms that aren't eh, as healthy as they could be it's okay yeah. And to give ourselves some grace and just, to, and again, that non-judgmental curiosity, isn't it interesting that I'm choosing this? Yeah. And I think we get to a place when we're being gentle and kind to ourselves in that, that conversation, we will get to a place where we're like, you know what, this actually isn't kind and loving for me to pack away 5,000 grams of sugar a day. Mm. You know? Yeah. What's actually loving and kind is that I notice that it's not making me feel good, but I'm needing comfort. Where else can I get that? Yeah. Where else can I get the energy and the comfort and the whatever buzz that gives me? Where else is that available to me? Yeah. And you're right. It's it's absolutely that open-hearted curiosity, that non-judgment that allows us to gently break the pattern because it's the judgment, it's the shame, it's the resistance, it's the all of that negativity that actually keeps the loop going and exacerbates the problem. Mm-hmm. So totally. the more you can just allow yourself that grace and be self-compassionate and say, yep, I've been coping like this, but maybe now I can start to look for other ways of coping and other ways of nurturing myself. And I think that's something really practical that anyone listening can do is to really consider 
those aspects of themselves, their mind, their body, their spirit, whatever that means to you, and look at what are the ways that you can nurture those things? How can you nurture your physical self? How can you nurture your mental health? And how can you nurture your spirit or your soul? Oh, Sam, I love that. I really think if we can just adjust our sight a little bit on how well we're doing, Mm. you know, um, notice that none of us said we're coping with this by murdering people. (laughs) We're not coping with this by, you know, causing harm to anyone else. Mm. Um, That's a whole nother topic, right? But to notice that this pandemic, this lockdown, this stuff isn't forever. We know things might change in a drastic way after this. And there's so much grief there. There's just a lot of grief baked into this whole situation. Mm. And so when we're grieving, the best thing we can do is to reach out to others, Mm -hmm. to notice who are the people that hold space for you, who don't try to fix it, but can just listen and be there. And it's kind of our job and responsibility to let people know, hey, I'm not doing okay. Yeah. Hey, I've been coping this way and I'm thinking I need someone else to help me. I need someone to process this with me. I need someone to listen or be with me. Mm maybe not in a physical sense right now, but, and I know we are all sick to death of all the zoom calls, Yeah. (laughs) but just to notice that even if it's a five minute, you know, Sam and I have been going on walks, you know, it's 2 30 PM here. It's 7 AM or I guess that that math doesn't add up, but (laughs) in the morning, it is. And you're half an hour off. Well done. (laughs) Half hour is the problem. Sam. No, but to notice like that to me gives me life when Sam is saying what's normal. She's talking about on our walks. Oh, listen to these birds. Can you hear that? Or I'm looking at the the water right now, or I'm just getting my coffee and I'm getting to say, oh my gosh, like this is blooming in Portland. Just Mm. to add this, here's what I'm doing. That's normal. Here's what's okay. And to share that with someone, even for a brief moment, it doesn't have to be an hour long zoom call, (laughs) Um, you know, but just to notice that People and connection are our way out. Yeah. You know, um, having others to comfort and nurture us when sugar and TV and bread baking aren't going to cut it. (laughs) You know, those are temporary pauses, but the connection piece Mm. is really where we have to um, look towards. We're not alone. Yeah. We don't have to cope alone. We don't. I love it. Yeah. We are all here with you and we are super grateful that you are listening and we really hope that if you have found this episode helpful that you share it with someone that you know who could also get some tips from this particular episode so please share it with them go to youareinfinitelyloved.com or check out our instagram at youareinfinitelyloved bye bye thank you for listening to this episode our hope is that each day you feel more connected to the knowledge that you are infinitely loved If you want to continue this conversation, you can find us at yourinfinitelyloved.com.